Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's been a while. Well, it's been a while for us, I feel like. It's been a week, I think. Um, I think we recorded that episode with Ian last Tuesday night, and here we are on a Tuesday night again, uh, which is coming out Thursday. So this is the uh, the 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 episode right before the Super Bowl. Um, so before we get into that, I have a I have an opening rant, um, thought rant. How we'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so the whole reason why. Um, we haven't recorded in a week and because we had to get ahead was because last weekend, uh, Amy and I went to Orlando, uh, which was great. Um, it was a, it was an awesome time. We flew in, we left like real early on Thursday. I think we had a 6am flight on Thursday. So we, we landed by nine, nine 30. We were checked into the hotel by like 10. So we got like a full day, basically a full day on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then this brings to me to my story. Uh, we were supposed to go Thursday to Sunday. So, you know, we go, we hang out. Now, I haven't been to Orlando since 2015, I think. Either 2015 or 2016. I went um, with Derek. Shout out to Derek. Um, we were coaching one of our weightlifting athletes and she was qualified and competed in the national uh, weightlifting championship. So she was really fucking good. Uh, so we went to coach her. Uh, at that time, I tried to get some people to like go to Universal with me because I had really wanted to go to Harry Potter World because I'm a Harry, big Harry Potter head and uh, never been before. Um, you know, I, I had only gone to... Orlando once before that in my life. And I was like 11 years old. So this was 2003, I think. Yeah. Would have been 2003. I was there in 1994. Yeah. And I don't don't remember a second of it. Even it being 2003, I don't remember anything. I said that to Amy when we were walking around um, because we went to Universal and Islands of Adventure, which I found out are two different things, even though they're kind of the same thing. Um, I don't really remember. The only thing I think I sort of remember from being 11 was the mummy ride because it's still there. We didn't go on it, but I remembered walking by it. As we walked by it this past weekend, I remember being like, I think I went on that before. Like, this looks really familiar. That was the only thing that looked familiar to me. Uh, So all of those things where people say like, oh, you know, you got to take your kids, you know, when they're young enough or whatever, they're not, they're before they're too old to not remember it or not enjoy it or whatever the fuck. I was 11 uh, and I'm about to be 31 uh, and I can't remember shit from 20 years ago, uh, that trip. The only thing I remember, like I said, I think I remember the mummy ride and I remember going to SeaWorld. Um, I don't remember anything about SeaWorld. I just know that we went. Um, we didn't do Disney. We didn't do any of that. Yeah, because I was 11 and they were like, yeah, he doesn't want to go to fucking Magic Kingdom or any bullshit like that. So, um, you know, it is what it is. I think maybe if you go enough when you're a child, you might remember it, but where I only went once, I have no recollection of Orlando. Um, I, rem- I obviously I remembered more Disney Springs because that's when I went there in 2015. Um, 
but yeah, so besides the point, uh, Orlando, it, it was fun. It was great. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Harry Potter world. Like I said, never been before about to be 31 years old. And, uh, it was one of those things where I was like, I really want to go. It was the driving factor behind why Amy and I booked it in the first place. It was a trip like three years in the making. We originally tried to go like three years ago and then COVID shut it down. And then we were going to go again, but that was the time when they were talking about, um, instituting travel passports, um, like whatever, like, like vaccine passports or whatever. Um, so we just didn't go because we were like, I don't want to book this trip again and then not be able to go. So here we are, like I said, three years later on our third attempt uh, at going to Orlando and we finally pulled it off. Uh, picked a great weekend to go. Uh, well, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, it's an awful weekend to go if you like seasons uh, because despite it being 70 degrees in Orlando, I think on Friday it was what, minus eight here? Saturday morning when I woke up, it was minus seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, so I missed that. Unfortunately, uh, I was pretty, pretty bummed about that. I think but... you're being sarcastic and I don't think, I really don't think you're, <laughs> you're giving seasons enough importance. <laughs> you don't actually realize how bad you would have it if there were no seasons. It's true. And the fact that you missed out on that this past weekend, like, dude, you can't have that back. Like, it, like you missed it. Yeah, you're right. It ain't you're coming right. back. So imagine how awful it would be if I lived in a place like Orlando all the time, where on Friday it was cold uh, and it was 62 degrees. Yeah. So. You're going to have to like kind of change your mindset a little bit. You seriously like you don't you you don't get it. You you couldn't live in Orlando all year. No, no. Why? Imagine living in a place where the coldest it gets is 60 degrees. Actually, to be perfectly fair, we got to start using San Diego because you don't want to live in Orlando in the summer. It's fucking no, it's, way too fucking it's gross. And then in the fall, it gets fucking obliterated by hurricanes. Yeah. So uh, like San Diego, San Diego, I think, has the best weather in the country. Potentially no, in the no, world. No, no, you don't get it. <laughs> it's nice all the time there. That's awful. Yeah, it's terrible. That's terrible. It does they, breed shitty people. It they never get negative seven. Yeah. Like, what kind of life is that? It's not a good one. Just imagine every day. When you wake up and you know it's January or February, whatever month it is, and you go out to start your car and you have no concern whether it's been too cold overnight for your car to start. Like what yeah. like there's no adventure. <laughs> you just go out to your car and it starts because it's fucking <laughs> anywhere from 50 to 80 degrees all the time. Yeah, that's weird. Not for me. You live in a place where it's normal to not have a four-wheel drive car. <laughs> I don't have a four-wheel drive car. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants that, right? Yeah, you see, you're, you you don't get it. You had to be there. You had to be there. I missed it. And now it looks like I, well, we'll see. I'm about, I'm about to curse us. But it looks like um, that might have been it 
for the cold uh, because oh, I looked. Stop. I looked on the stop. the fifteen day look ahead on the Weather Channel app. Uh, no free ads, but um, the coldest it looks during during the day. Now at night, obviously, it's going to get pretty fucking cold. Um, but during the day, I think the coldest I saw was like forty two over the next two weeks. And then you figure after the next two weeks, like there's only one week left in February and then it's March. March can still be cold, but like typically like the bitter, bitter cold that we've had in the past has come during the months of January and February. Um, and you all things considered entire fucking state. Oh yeah. We're going to get like 17 feet of like, snow in the month of Mar- March. Like the, hey, thanks. Yeah. Dickhead. You're welcome. Well, I mean, I spent all that money on a snowblower last year. <laughs> So, you know, oh, you gotta get your money's worth. Yeah, I gotta right. get my, I gotta get my money's worth. Um, so I got dueling curses right now. I've got me saying that it's gonna be, uh, gonna be warm relatively, and uh, me spending all that money on a snowblower last year. Just so we are clear, every day now until Memorial Day, that it's like unseasonably cold. I'm fucking texting you. <laughs> That's fair. Like, hey, thanks for cursing the cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you can br- blame it on Punxsutawney Phil. He saw his shadow. We're getting more winter. We're getting six weeks more of winter. You know what's funny about, about that? By definition, we're getting six, me- six weeks more of winter because winter doesn't end until March 21st. Correct. Yeah. yeah that is that is very accurate. Fucking dickhead groundhog. <laughs> Cocksucker. And Pennsylvania. Fuck you. It's not even. It's not even the original groundhog. Well, no shit. I mean, what's a lifespan on a groundhog? <laughs> Two years. In the wild? Who knows? But um, yeah, so that uh, brings me back to to uh, Disney. Um, not Disney. Well, no, I say I meant Orlando. I didn't go to Disney, but like, you know, everyone knows it's Disney. Basically, they own the fucking city, town, whatever the fuck it is. Um. Super interesting um, walking around. Um, how do I, I want to, I want to try and word this carefully um, because I'll explain why afterwards there's okay. So Orlando is a perfect place for people that are absolutely fucking morons to walk around. That's, I think that's probably the best way to put it. Um, now, I was going to use another word. Uh, however, there, there are a lot of people at Universal that have uh, mental handicaps. Um, so I didn't want to say it's a place for retarded people because I didn't want it to be misconstrued there. But oh, I um, gotcha. yeah, but there's a lot of fucking morons um, that walk around in in universal and the the theme parks there like people that don't walk in a straight line right so like there's massive crowds of people walking everywhere right so it's like you got to walk to wherever you're going to and it's just you try it's one of those where like you're trying to walk around someone and they just fucking like lean into your your walking lane and then you're like all right well i'll go on the other side and they start leaning the other way it's like holy shit do you not know how to walk like, do you not know how to walk? There's thousands of people in a in a this fucking crowd right now, and you seem to be very adept at just being where I need to go, right? Like, it's just 
people are fucking morons. They're idiots. And then the other thing is everyone walks around like looking through their phone. I, I, I shit you not. The amount of people that just walk around like this at, at fucking Orlando is, is nuts. Like, how do you, how, like, are you watching where you're going? No, the answer is no. But all they're doing is walking around, taking pictures of shit. And then like they stop, they stop randomly in random spots. They just stop walking to take a picture of something. And it's like, hey man, like, I don't know, maybe walk over to the side, right? Like if, if you're driving a car, right? You in traffic, you pull over to the side of the road to stop and do whatever. Like same idea, like the laws of traffic, it's foot traffic, right? If you want to stop and take a picture of something, walk over to the side, like pull off to the side, do, do whatever. Don't just stop in the middle of the fucking walkway where again, there's thousands of people that are walking. Like it's just, it's, it, people are absolutely fucking idiots. Um, you know, that could have easily been solved, right? Just well, start blowing into people. Yeah, I did that a couple of times uh, on purpose by accident. You can't really, there's, there's really no avoiding it. Like you're going to, you're going to bump it into some people. Well, I would have just started hitting people no matter what. Like if you just <laughs> stopped in the middle of a crowd, then you're getting fucking hit. Like I'm stepping yeah. on your ankles. Yeah. Yeah, I did actually. I think I gave someone a flat tire at one point. I was like, well, shouldn't have stopped. Shouldn't I would have done it. I would have done it intentionally again. <laughs> you want you want to make a move to the side? Go ahead. Yeah. You're just going to stop in the middle of the fucking thing. Then I'm fucking hitting you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, outside of that, um, I thoroughly enjoyed Harry Potter World. We basically only went for Harry Potter World. Um, you can jump between the two parks, Islands of Adventure and or and Universal. Um, there's a the fucking Hogwarts Express brings you back and forth between the two. Uh, super cool. And the very interesting thing that I noted that both Amy and I noticed as we were walking around, because we did, I mean, we were there for a couple of days. So we we walked in some other areas of the park, uh, both parks, absolutely fucking dead. So when you go into either one of the Harry Potter areas, it is jam-packed. Like there's fucking people everywhere. Like it's it looks like you're in a theme park, right? It's exactly how you would imagine it. And if you go into um, Jurassic Park, right? The Jurassic Park world in Islands of Adventure, also pretty packed. Like there's people everywhere, people walking around. It, it looks like it, like a theme park. Outside of anything related to Harry Potter or Jurassic Park, that place is fucking dead. It was a ghost town. Like we were walking through, again, some of the other areas, like they have a, uh, a Simpsons world, absolutely dead. Not a fucking soul there. They had like an old, like, um, I don't even know what you call it, like streets of New York, where it's like restaurants and like, it, it looks like a, it looks like the Bronx, like back in the day, you know, it looks like something out of the Bronx tale, um, the way the streets are, not a fucking person there. Like they have some shit that from like New York and then it's over by like the, the mummy ride, the, nothing. Like there was like a little tiny line at the mummy ride, but there was no one else around anywhere. Um, the only thing that had a line that wasn't in Harry Potter or Jurassic Park was the minions ride. And that was just one ride. It wasn't like a, they don't have like a section of the park. They just have one single ride. So interesting that it seems like 
um, at least this weekend, uh, that place was being propped up solely by Harry Potter and Jurassic Park. <laughs> you should go back in two weeks. Well, yeah, once once the school vacations roll around, like yeah, I'm sure everywhere is packed. Um, but it was I just thought it was really interesting that there was not a fucking soul anywhere else in either of the parks except for those two spots. Um, so that brings me to the fun events of Saturday. Uh, so we go again, we, we do our thing Thursday, Friday, uh, all day Saturday, or at least the first half of the day on Saturday. Uh, we probably get back to the hotel. Um, I don't know, maybe around like 1230 ish one o'clock on Saturday. Um, we're just hanging out of the room. I'm watching the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I think Amy ended up falling asleep. So, you know, I happened to just look at my email, maybe around 2, 2.30. And I have an email from JetBlue that says, your flight for tomorrow at 9 a.m. has been canceled. Like just flat out single email, your flight's canceled. And they were like, uh, stand by, uh, we'll send you another email about, you know, some of the options from now on or whatever. So I'm like, okay, that's that's cool, I guess. Like there was no no warning where it was like, oh, your flight's delayed or your flight's delayed. And it's like, you know, then they cancel it. There's no, so at two o'clock on Saturday, they decided to cancel the flight for 9 a.m. on Sunday. So what is that? 17 hours before the flight was supposed to uh, supposed to happen. <clears throat> so I read the email. They said, just hang tight. So I was like, all right, whatever. So I, I waited like another 20 minutes. And I was like, all right, well, I still don't have another email yet. So I went on my JetBlue app to look at flights for Sunday. And there were a couple um, nonstops left. I think one of them was at like seven. One of them was at like 1045. And then another one was at like 8 PM. So I was like, all right, well, you know, we got to figure this shit out here. So what are we like? I, 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 I want, I got to get one of these flights. So I called JetBlue and I waited on hold for probably about at least 20 minutes. And in that time, I would occasionally go back into the app and like refresh and see what was available. And the flights started disappearing. <laughs> First, the uh, the 1045 one disappeared. And I was like, oh, fuck. All right, well, we're going to have to fly out at like 720, which, you know, it's obviously not ideal. I have to wake up at like fucking 5 a.m. and take an Uber to the airport. But you know, it is what it is. I mean, we got up at 3.30 to get to the airport um, in Boston to leave on Thursday. Like, it's fine, whatever. So as I'm sitting on there, I finally get the guy on the phone and I'm like, yeah, so, you know, our, our I just got an email. Our flights were canceled. So, you know, I'd like to, you know, rebook new flights. And the guy goes, mm, I don't know. It says here that your flights haven't been canceled. Uh, it says that your flight is still, it's still on your itinerary. And I was like, 
okay, then why did I get an email 45 minutes ago that said my flight's canceled for tomorrow and it's no longer on my app? And he goes, uh, hold on, let me let me double check something. So he comes back in like two minutes and goes, yep, no, you were right. Uh, I can definitely confirm your flight was canceled. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I'm calling, right? Like I, I, I'm not calling just to see how your fucking Saturday's going in, in India or wherever the fuck you are. Um, my flight's canceled. I need a new one. So he's like, all right, so let's, uh, let's see what we got. So he goes and I go, I think there's a, uh, there's a 720 flight tomorrow. I've already looked at the, and I tell him, I, I've already looked at these flights for tomorrow. There's one at 720. Can you get us on that one? And he's like, uh, I don't have any seats left for that flight. That flight's booked. And I was like, all right, cool. So what else you got? And he's like, well, I got one. I think it was at 945, but there was a, it was a flight to JFK or LaGuardia. And then there was like a four hour layover and then it flew into Boston. And I was like, no, I could literally rent a car and drive it to Boston in the same amount of time and get there sooner because it's like, what, what, 45 to an hour to fly from New York to Boston and it's four hours to drive. Like in the time of my layover, like I could already be in Boston. So I was like, I'm not doing that. So the guy's like, all right, let me see what else we got. He's like, oh, I got this other one. And, you know, they all have layovers now. And I'm like, fuck. So I got the guy on speakerphone and Amy goes, just see what they have tonight. Like, can we, can we just fly home tonight? And I was like, all right, what do you guys got for tonight? And he's like, uh, oh, there's a, I think it was like a 640 flight. Um, and it, it flew into DC, uh, Ronald Reagan airport in DC and then there was a like a 45 minute layover and then the second leg took off at 10:30 from DC and it landed in Boston at like i don't know midnight or whatever the fuck like i don't know how i forget how long the flight was it's like an hour to fly from DC to uh to Boston so we were supposed to originally land in DC at like 9:20 and then we would, or maybe it was sooner than that. Maybe it was like 10, 15. I don't know. It doesn't matter. So I'm like, all right, yeah, let's just do that. Right. Cause now, you know, I'm looking at the clock and it's almost three o'clock. So I'm like, well, for a 640 flight, like, you know, I, I got to get my galoshes on and I got to start packing everything up and get ready to go so that we can get to the airport. Um, which thank God we did because when we got to the airport, it was fucking packed. Um, which I had, I kind of figured that on a, Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, like there's going to be a lot of people leaving to go home, like those Saturday to Saturday vacations or whatever. So it took us a while to get through security. Um, but bef before I get even get to that, um, so the guy, the guy books us, books us the flights, right? So we're leaving Saturday night and he's like, all right, we get to the point where he's like, all right, um, let's look at your seats. And now I have on my app, I have the flight up and I can see the seats on the flight. So I'm like, yeah, uh, for the, <clears throat> the Orlando to DC, um, I'll take the, the two seats in the first row. Cause it was a two by two. It was a small plane. So, uh, two, two seats on each side of the aisle. 
So I'm like, we'll take the first row. It's the extra room, whatever. And he goes, oh, well, sir, you know, that's an extra $75 a seat. And I was like, I don't care. Charge me. Like, I'll, I'll pay the 150 bucks for the first row. It's, so we got seats 1A, 1B. And then on the flight from DC to Boston, I think we had row six. Like we had 6D and 6E were, were seats. I was like, fine, whatever. We're booked. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Great. I wait a couple minutes. We start, you know, getting our shit together, getting ready to pack. And I, I go back into my JetBlue app and it says, please check in for your flights. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go to check in on the flight and it's, you know, my name, Amy's name. Okay. Click next. Then it goes seat selection. And it's like, Amy's seats are in, you know, the first part is like 1A and then the second leg is, you know, 6E, right? And then my name doesn't have any seats next to it. So I'm like, well, what the fuck is this? It's like, why can't I? And then I go to like, you click on the change seats button. So on my name, I go to change the seats and it won't let me pick any seats. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. So there's a skip button. So I just hit the skip button. And then it auto-populates that now I'm sitting in 27D on the first flight. and like. 16B on the second flight. I'm like, that's that's not what's going to happen. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. I paid for the fucking more space for the first flight. Now I'm like in the back of the plane. This is not happening. We're going to go. We'll go a little bit early uh, so I can talk to someone and, and get this shit figured out. So again, it takes us a while to get through security. We're still pretty early though. Um, and we're waiting in line at the JetBlue help desk. Um, and there was this old couple that was in line in front of us. Uh, and then there was a, a, a guy probably in his 40s that was talking to the guy at the help desk. And this old guy kept creeping closer and closer to this guy that was getting help. And he kept like turning over his shoulder, being like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? He's like trying to trying to talk to the guy. The, the Meanwhile, the old dude's like flipping out, right? He's like, we missed our flights. We this, we that, this, that, we, this is not our fault, all this stuff. And so finally, the guy that was getting help got so fucking pissed off. He was like, you know what? Just forget it. I don't care. And he turned around and looked at the old guy and goes, you know what, sir? I hope you get the help that you need because- I don't know what to tell you. And then just walks away. It's like, like he, like, you know what I mean? Like he just kept getting closer to the fucking, the desk and like started walking around the side of the desk. Like, dude, like this guy's clearly not done getting help. Like you getting closer and like walking around isn't going to change anything other than piss this guy off. So he leaves the old guys there and he's like, we missed our flight. We were standing right at the gate. It's not our fault. The guy's like, okay. Like the help, the JetBlue help guy is like, okay, like what, what's the deal? And he's like, we were at gate 32 and they were, we thought they were calling at gate 33 and we couldn't understand the accent of whoever it was that, that was talking. So we were standing right there. And and we we couldn't get on our plane. They were paging us, but we didn't even hear them page us. 
And I'm like, before I go any further, you want to guess, you know, uh, you know, what nationality these people are? White. They're white. Yeah. They're, they're old white people. Uh, and I forget where they were flying into, but they're, I think Albany maybe, or something like that. Cause the, the guy was like the, the help guy was like, I'm sorry, sir. Like, I don't have any other flights into Albany tonight. That's, that's my only flight. Um, so the guy's like flipping out. And while he, it's like, while he's doing his whole thing, like, I can't understand any of these people doing the whole fucking white racist fucking bullshit. Um, another woman like comes out of the back and like comes over to me and Amy and is like, what do you, what, what can I do with you for you guys? Like what's going on? And I, I explained to her the situation about my seats and she's like, Oh, they can handle that for you right at the gate. Don't, you don't need us here. You just go to the gate. They'll change everything for you. So I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever. So I, I don't know what ended up happening with the old racist white guy. Um, but he fucking sucked. He um, was a, I don't think they flew to Albany that night. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they didn't. They didn't fly to Albany because there were no other flights to Albany. <laughs> so we go over to the gate, and um, I want to give a shout out to this guy Stephen. Don't know who he is, but he was working at gate C230 at uh, the Orlando uh, airport, and he works for JetBlue. So I walk up to the gate. And I explained the situation. Now, in the meantime, I got a notification that my seats had changed again, that, that now I was sitting in like 1F and like 7A. So now on the second flight, I was in the seat right behind Amy and I was still in the first row, but I was on the other end of the first row. So I go up to the, to the guy, this guy, Steven, and I explain my situation to him and he goes, oh, I knew you, I had a feeling you were going to come talk to me. He goes, I didn't understand anything about your reservation. And I was like, all right, like, so what can we do? And he was like, I actually went in and changed your seats for you because I noticed that the person in your party was sitting in the first row. And for some reason you were in the 27th row. And I was like, yeah, I paid for the extra space in the first row for both of us. And when I went to check in for the flight, like it just kicked me out and I don't know what's going on. And he's like, okay, so I'll just fix it for you. So he put, he put me back in the, the first row, me and Amy sat next to each other, no big deal, whatever. So then I was like, do you have any, like, you know, any control over the flight from DC or is that, do I have to do the same thing when we get there? And he was like, well, technically I'm not supposed to change anything on that flight, but let me just take a look at it really quick. So he pulls it up and he goes, oh, pff, that flight's empty. He goes, I'll change it for you right now. They're not going to care. It's no big deal. There's no one on that flight. So he puts us in the second row. <laughs> he puts us both in the second row on the flight from DC to, uh, to, to Boston and the guy was awesome. Like, seriously, like he was, he was the nicest guy ever. Like I said, he was ready for me to come up and talk to him. He had already moved my seats prior because he said it didn't make sense. And now he he's fixing it again. And he just, he was the best. So the, whoever that guy is that works for JetBlue, he should get a fucking raise. Uh, the second he said, oh shit, he goes, oh, that flight's empty. I'll just like move you around or whatever. Did you instantly think that flight's getting canceled too? 
I thought about it. Because that's what that would have been my first thought was fuck, that is not what I wanted to hear. Yeah, it's not enough people, so we'll cancel the flight. Yep. Um so so like, all right, cool, whatever. It's all settled, right? We're like, perfect. We're gonna be landed in Boston by you know, eleven thirty. We'll be home maybe a little after midnight, no big deal. As we're sitting at the gate in Orlando, I get an email. Your flight has been delayed. Your flight from DC has been delayed. Like, all right. So it went from like 1030 to, I don't know, 1045, 1050, something like that. I'm like, no big deal. It's 20 minutes. It's fine. Uh, And then right before we boarded to to DC, I get another email. Your flight's been delayed to 1130. Okay, not ideal, but not the end of the world. Like, it's fine, whatever. So we land in D.C. at like, whatever, 9 o'clock, 9.20, whatever the fuck time it was. And now we're like, well, we got two hours to kill. Except the airport in D.C., uh, everything closes at 9 o'clock. So I think that's pretty standard. Yeah, I yeah, I guess. But there's, so there's nothing open. We got nothing to do for two hours. We're just fucking sitting there, shooting the shit, playing fucking games on our phones, like uh, trying to get two hours to go by. Um, and then, oh, in the meantime, the whole the flight from Orlando to DC, there was a like a two year old sitting right behind us that was screaming bloody murder the entire time, um, which. Whatever, like I'm pretty good at ignoring shit. Like it didn't really bother me, but it was pissing Amy off pretty bad. <laughs> so that obviously wasn't ideal. Um, so we get to DC again. We got two hours to kill, whatever. Then right around 10 o'clock, um, we get another email. Oh, your flight's been delayed again. This time it was only like, 15 minutes. Like, I think it said, you know, your, your flight's going to now take off at like 1145 or something like that. Um, so I'm like, all right, well, this isn't awesome. Like that it keeps getting delayed. So I get the information on the plane, right? Cause you can see your, your, the plane. And then there's a little button that says, where's my plane now? Yeah. <laughs> so I click on it and it's in Boston. So the plane we were taking from DC to Boston was currently in Boston. So it was just basically like shuttling back and forth between Boston and DC. And it hadn't taken off yet. And I was like, well, fuck. They're going to cancel this flight because it on um, you can only see so much on the on, on the whatever website. I forget flighttracker.com or wherever the fuck website it is. Um I'm like, great, they're going to cancel it. So now I'm scrambling. And I'm I, in the meantime, I had been texting in our group. And then I, I texted Jones separately. But I was like, hey, Jones, uh, there's like a very slight chance that we might get stranded in DC. Um, would it be cool if I hop in an Uber and come to your house <laughs> to stay the night instead of having to pay for a fucking hotel room uh, somewhere in DC? And he was like, yeah, he goes, I'm not home, but, you know, just text Brandy and let her know and keep her posted, whatever. So we go through that whole thing. And then finally, the flight leaves Boston. 
I think it 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 left Boston at like 10:15. So it's like landing at it landed at like 11:15. Yeah, 11:30 I think it landed. So we boarded the plane and we took off wheels up at midnight. So the the flight was originally supposed to leave DC at 10 or 10, 10, 10 or some bullshit, whatever it was. It was before 1030. It had ended up getting delayed four separate times all the way back to midnight. So we finally get in the air. We land in Boston at like 115, 130. Um, you know, we walk through the terminal, get to the get to my truck in the garage, pay for the parking. And I think we got home at 2 a.m. Like we walked through the front door at 2 a.m. on Sunday. All because they fucking canceled our flight. That was supposed to be a nice direct flight at 9 a.m. from Orlando. We were going to land in Boston at like 1230. No problem. No big deal. And it turned into a fucking shit show, uh, which is just par for the course for every time I've flown over the last like year, year and a half, every single flight I've taken, there's been something that's going on, whether it's delayed or a cancellation or a, a fucking a, a flight change, right? Like they're like, Oh, we're, we're doing a tail swap, like where they change the planes and now you're on a different kind of plane. So your seats might change. It's there's all kinds of craziness, right? Just nonstop. Like for for everything, there was issues when we flew flew to and from Hawaii. Um, didn't we? Did someone's we got delayed in New Orleans, didn't we? Yeah, New Orleans. We we landed like a half an hour late. Yeah, so that one wasn't that bad, but still, it was a delay. Um, I think we got delayed in Nashville. I think on the way there, we got delayed. Oh, you were on like the 5 a.m. Yeah. flight though. Yeah, you came you came in later. Um, I think we didn't have any delays going home though, right? No, Austin both ways was fine. Nashville both ways was fine yeah. for me. And New Orleans down was fine. And on the way back, we got delayed like um again, we landed like a half hour late. Yeah. So it's just I, I fucking hate I hate planes i hate flying nothing ever goes right um and i had never had a problem i like i've been i've been flying on planes semi regularly since i don't know 2015 when did when did i start yeah when did i start working at teaching at bridgewater probably 20 there was the the fall of 2014 so the spring of 2015 was when i went to um I think that's when I went to San Diego for the first time. Cause Did I you would... go twice. No, I've only been once. You went to San Diego when we lived in Mansfield. Okay. So where did I go? Maybe I went to Charleston. I could have went to Charleston, but I mean that I think 2015, I think was the year I flew a bunch. Cause I think I went to, no, that was Nashville. That was, a, that was when I went to Nashville for the week. Um, that was the we, first time we lived together then too. I don't know where the fuck you went in 2015. I don't know. I don't know where I went either, but I went somewhere. 
And then, uh, cause that was the year I had traveled a bunch actually, because I, maybe I didn't go anywhere on spring break that year because we went to Chicago, um, for a weightlifting competition. Um, we went to Houston, Bill, Derek, and I went to Houston for worlds cause that was the year they had world, the world weightlifting championship in Houston. Um, and then I went to Orlando in December of that year for to coach Lindsay at nationals. So I flew a lot 2015. Like I, like I said, I've been flying semi-regularly for the last seven years, right? I'm, minus the COVID times, um, never had a problem. But the last like year, year and a half has just been nothing but fucking issues. So fuck, fuck every airline. They all suck, right? Like there's no such thing as a good airline. I think we actually, we talked about that before, didn't we? That Delta... Delta is the best airline, was ranked the best airline in the United States, but it's number 32 in the world or something yeah, I like forget, that. I forget what the exact breakdown was, but they they were graded like a fucking, like if it was like school grading, they would have been given like a C. Yeah. And they're like best in the yeah, US. They're the best one in the US and like 30 something in the world. Which the only times I've flown Delta, the... When we went to Nashville for the football game, yep, we had a delay at JFK, yep, which I've been delayed every time I've gone to JFK, yeah, um, yeah, delay at JFK down. I think coming back was fine, Atlanta, and then this year New Orleans home was Delta, and that got delayed. Yeah, yeah, it's just like. No, the New Orleans, I mean, I know it was a delay, but, like, that's business as usual. Like, I'm actually, like, when you, like, really hash that out, I am shocked that you got home Saturday night. Because relying on a plane to come from Boston to D.C. to fly back, I figured that just wouldn't have come. Because yeah, with the weather being shitty here and people not getting to work or not working or banging out, I'm I'm actually, if I were you, I would consider yourself lucky that you got home that night. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, that's why I texted Jones. Now, I was fully but there's prepared. also a difference between grateful and lucky, right? Yeah. Like, obviously, you're grateful you got home that night because you didn't have to spend the night. Because I also don't know if the Uber from Jay, I'm sorry, uh, from Reagan to where they are was going to be all that cheap. Like, no, it's a it was a 45 minute ride. Okay. So, like, a 45 minute Uber, that's got to be every bit of what, 60, 70 bucks? Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say I, I was, I would be prepared to spend a hundred bucks if I had to. All right, so I was which is still probably, cheaper. It's than probably a hotel. still cheaper than a hotel room, even if it's che- even if it's like a shitty one. Yeah. Um, that's why it's like obviously you're grateful you got home, but like, you, I'm, you would consider yourself lucky because all it took was plane to be short on air because then all the air, um, not the airlines like the planes, the like compressed air to fill up air tires. Right. Those lines were all frozen. My mother had an issue with tire pressure and all the gas stations like yeah. our lines are frozen. Like, yeah. No, no, you can't have any air. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, you actually may have lucked out. Yeah. Getting the fact that you got back. Yeah. Oh, the flight, that was the other thing I forgot. The flight from New from I almost said New Orleans. The flight from Orlando um was delayed like not it barely like 10 minutes, 15 minutes because we had to get a new pilot. <laughs> yeah, you should have just dragged his ass out of the bar. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were waiting for the new pilot to get there because they did a pilot swap. And they were like, yeah, we don't know when the new, when the new pilot's going to get here, but as soon as he does, we can start the boarding process. So luckily that, like I said, that was only like a 10 minute delay. It was no big deal, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just fucking I, flying now is just so shitty. It's so fucking awful. Yeah. It's, um, it's hard. Cause I don't know what you do about it. Right. Yeah. I don't know what you, I don't know what you can do about it because none of them are good, right? It's not like you can be like, well, you know, I'm going to cut up my JetBlue credit card and I'm going to open a Southwest one because Southwest is reliable. No, no, they all suck, right? Like they all suck. Yeah, I don't think there is like, I mean, everyone has their own personal vendettas against each airline, right? Um, I don't have strong feelings about any of them. Yeah, I mean, I prefer JetBlue just because I, I have the JetBlue credit card and I can fly with points and I very rarely have to pay for flights. Um, but that's the thing is like, even now, like what's the difference between any of them? Yeah, I don't think there is. There isn't one. Like outside of like, so Southwest, obviously they have their boarding process the way they do. Yeah, which is goofy and retarded. But it doesn't bother me because unless I'm flying... um with Michaela, which we have yet to do, which we will do in June. But unless I'm flying with her, like when we go on our guy trips, everyone just throws their headphones in and watches yeah. whatever. No one talks. Right. Right. So, um, so like for Southwest outside of like the two of us, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like American, I think, where did I fly American? Oh, Charlotte. Yeah. Um, so I flew American in and out of Charlotte and it was like no screens on the, on the, on the seats. It's like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not their fault. I should have fucking paid attention to what the fucking deal is. Right. Right. But I just f- figured with like JetBlue and Delta, they just give you entertainment and like Southwest doesn't give you entertainment either, but I knew that. Right. Um, so yeah, like I don't even know. Like and they, like United isn't big around us. No. I don't know if that's any better. And then you've got low cost operators where it's like the big boys can't even figure this out. What the fuck is a low cost operator going to do? Yeah, you're going to fly Spirit or Frontier. Although I mean, you know what? The, or Breeze. Yeah, um, Breeze. <laughs> if there's something to be said about they will get up in the air. I guess Southwest has that reputation, but then they had that shit show right around Christmas. Yeah, where they like canceled like, like thousands of They flights. canceled everything. Yeah. Because someone said like, oh, Southwest, they'll fly through a hurricane. They don't give a shit. <laughs> and it's like, well, I like that. Yeah. At some level of reliability until they canceled fucking everything. Right, right. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you do. It's, it's one of those things like you're at their mercy, but like there's – I feel like they go unchecked too. Yeah. I I just saw today um like a random I think it was on Twitter um some politician, some congressman from I don't know, Kentucky or wherever the fuck um proposed legislation to the house 
that would actually hold the airlines accountable uh, monetarily. So it would basically guarantee that like, if they canceled your flight within a certain window of when it's maybe it's 24 hours or maybe it's 36, who knows? I forget. I didn't actually read the article. I only saw the headline um, and then saw what people were commenting was um, there. It would then guarantee the airline would have to pay you. Um, Also, if they, if they overbooked too, that, that was what it was. If airlines overbook, um, and you lose it, you lose your seat, which is fucking wild that that's just like allowed. And it's taken, it a, be allowed. it's been taken until now for a congressman to step in and even propose the bill to be like, Hey, we should make it. So the airlines aren't allowed to do this. There's a lot of things the airlines do that they shouldn't be allowed to do. And I think, I think they need a little bit more transparency too. So it's like, if a flight's not booking up and it's not worth their like effort to fly the plane like you need to fucking figure that out like right. over i don't know 60 days 90 days like yeah like, within 90 days if that flight's happening it needs to fucking happen right I, like i like they gotta they, there has to be some level of like there has to be some sort of like like you said transparency a, even if it's transparency two, two and weeks. accountability like even if you want to give them 14 days, right? Like if a flight is at, I don't know, whatever the algorithm is, like say a flight needs to be at 65% capacity in order for the, the airline to actually make money off of it or to not take a loss to break even like 14 days before that flight. If that flight is at 58% capacity, you need to send an email to every single passenger on that flight and say, Currently, our flight is at 58% capacity. If we do not reach 65%, we will cancel this flight. You'd like, you need to give the people, like, you can't just cancel the flight 17 hours before the plane's supposed to take off. Yeah, like, but even like but, this fucking dickhead right but here. The other thing, too, is like, so say it was your flight down there and they just go, eh, fuck it. There's not enough people. Like, yeah. you have hotels, you have right. park passes, like, you have all that stuff. Right. Like that needs to be figured out ahead of time. Like if they're going to advertise a flight, the flight should have to go. And if they're going to cancel that flight, put everyone on a flight that fucking works. Yeah, I agree. Or you know what? You fucking lost on that one. But when it's school vacation week and you're making all the money on bags and seats and whatever and surcharges, whatever, then you make it back there. Like, yeah, I don't know. They, they The airlines need some level of accountability somehow. Yeah, some way. I agree. I and, and I don't know if the FAA can just like do it. I know it's usually that they're more like a safety thing, but like I don't know. I don't think we need eighty thousand IRS agents. We need some fucking <laughs> FAA agents. <laughs> yeah, we need some fucking pilots too, because there was a pilot shortage for a while. Yeah, that might have been like vaccine mandate stuff. That should probably I think, calm down. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it was too. So, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's an unnecessary issue, right? Like it's, it's very easy to avoid this problem. Like you and I sitting here right now just kind of came up with a a very quick way to, to maybe not solve it, but at least 
create some transparency and like actually make it so that there's some communication. That's it. Cause there are going to be times where shit doesn't work out. Like, Hey, the pilot, the pilot banged out today. Like there's nothing yeah. we can do. We ain't here. Right. 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 Or, Hey, your weather in Massachusetts, it's fucking terrible right now. We can't yeah, get you back. It's minus seven degrees and yeah. we, we can't, we can't do that. Right. Like we, we can't de-ice the runway. It's not safe. Right. And it's like, well, fuck me, but it is what it is. Right. Things like that. Totally fine. Totally understandable. But like I said, when you cancel a flight less than 24 hours before the flight's supposed to happen and you give no reasoning as to why, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Maybe that's where it starts. You you have to provide reasoning now. Yeah. Why did my flight get canceled? Right. Right. It's like, I don't even care. But like, why? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, um, the your staff was coming from another place and then their flight got delayed. So we don't have staff for this plane. All right. I'm going to be fucking pissed. But like, right. I can at least understand. At least you told me like that. Like, I I think I think that's the the big thing is they just need to be a little bit more transparent and a little bit more accountable. Now, I don't know. You can't use weather. Right. For the flight on Sunday. Well, no, I mean, for my flight on Sunday. You couldn't use the weather. Like if I was, which is also wild that the flight on Saturday, because Saturday was still pretty fucking cold, that we flew out fine, no problem Saturday night, but whatever. But like if we were supposed, say we were supposed to fly home Friday night, right? And Friday night was minus seven degrees. If the flight gets canceled, hey, it's minus, like we just said, it's minus seven degrees in Boston. There's no way to make sure that the runway is not full of ice, a sheet of ice. So it's not safe. So we have to cancel your flight. Totally, totally get it. But that Sunday morning, it was like 40 degrees. Sunday know, was actually warm. That Sunday morning could have been, that plane could have been coming from Boston. And maybe it never came from where it was supposed to like this, this, this is the problem. Like, right. Right. Like we don't know what happened Yeah. now. I think it's a little like our flight from DC. It was basically a shuttle back and forth like that. That plane just flies back and forth between Boston and DC. And our our new Orleans flights, I did the same thing. I popped up like, where's my plane? It was coming from Boston. Yeah. So like, that is a thing. Like sometimes it flies in from Boston and flies back to Boston that way. Like, the staff doesn't leave they're back in boston like whatever right but we don't know anything yeah and i think that's the the shitty part is they're just left to do whatever they want they don't have to explain anything to anybody and the only people that get hurt by it are the consumers right it doesn't make any sense no it doesn't fuck planes fuck flying but there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Or you just don't go anywhere. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the other part of it too. You'd be like Jones and just drive everywhere. <laughs> or anybody in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> People in the Midwest love driving. <laughs> um. All right. So before we get into final thoughts, um, obviously, but you know, like I said, at the beginning of the show, uh, this is coming out on Thursday. The Super Bowl is a couple days away. So, you know, I think we would be remiss uh, since especially we have a gambling sponsor on this podcast. Shout out to mybookie.com. Uh, you go to mybookie.com, use the promo code sarcasmpod when you sign up. They'll double your deposit, 
uh, first deposit up to a thousand bucks over there. So again, sarcasm pods, your promo code for my bookie. Um, do you want to, uh, do a quick, quick preview, quick breakdown of uh super bowl, maybe whatever props you have betting on. And, uh, then we'll wrap this up. Uh, under on two minutes and three seconds for the national anthem. No reason other than I think that props usually around a minute and a half, a minute 50. So 203 seems like a lot. Yeah. I took over three and a half field goals. I think that's made field goals. I don't think that's attempts. Yeah. Made um, field goals. Okay. I think it's made field goals. Um, I don't know how good the Eagles, um, red zone offenses. I think it's good enough. Um, but this is the Super Bowl, so defenses usually kind of like step up in those areas and Philly has the number 1 pass or the number 1 secondary. So Mahomes is going to get his yards, Kelsey's going to get his catches, but when it really tightens down like that, I don't know if whatever. So I took the field goal prop. Right. I laid the juice on first uh kickoff to be a touchback. Um, I feel left out every year when I don't have like three or four bets that have already been settled yes. by that time. <laughs> so I took that. Was that three? Field goals. Field oh, goals. No. Field goals, the anthem. And the coin toss. And the touchback. Oh, the touchback. I didn't take the coin toss because I don't know if Barstool had it. Did you see it? Um, no. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if they have it. Um, I feel like I had another prop. I don't know. If I think of it, I'll let you know. Yeah. All right. So I, um, so I was very, very close to having a cigar game, um, early in the season. I, well, not, I would say midway through the season, I took a futures bet on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl at eight to one. And I also took the Bengals um, at eight to one also. So I had both of them at eight to one odds to win the Super Bowl. So I was rooting hard for the Bengals uh, against Kansas City. And obviously they didn't pull it off. Um, so I, I, like I said, I came really close to a cigar game. Um, but, uh, I have that, I have that futures bet of the Eagles to win the Super Bowl, uh, eight to one. So I hedged it with a parlay of the chief's money line and the over 49 and a half. So I got plus 270. Uh, odds there. So, you know, I, like, like I said, I just hedged a little bit on my, uh, my Eagles future there. Um, with that being said, the chiefs will win and the game will go on. Yeah. Chiefs will win in the under. Yeah. And I'll, I'll lose both. Yeah. Uh, lose both ways. Yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. It's guaranteed now. Uh, (laughs) so be warned there. Uh, I also took the national anthem under. 203. Um, I actually got it at plus 140 odds, uh, which I thought was pretty good. Um, 
kind of same thing as you, right? Like I don't really have anything else to go on other than the only breakdown I've ever heard of the Super Bowl national anthem is when it's a black woman take the over because they like to sing, I guess. I don't I don't even know what the fuck that means. It's just what I've seen on gambling Twitter and and heard people talk about. I have no fucking idea, but 203 seems long, so I took the under. Um, I did take heads on the coin toss, at minus 105. I got that through my bookie. Um, I also took the Gatorade, the color of the Gatorade to be blue. Now, <laughs> if you've been following the show for long enough, you know that I hit back-to-back years on the Gatorade shower. Um, so not last year. Last year would have been the 2022 Super Bowl. So I hit it on the 2020 and the 2021 Super Bowl. I did not hit it last year. Um, so I think one of the years it was blue. The the 2020 Super Bowl was not the Patriots, right? They won in 20... Oh, the 2019 season. The 2019 2020. season, yeah. That was Chiefs over Niners. Okay, so that was... I think that one was orange, and I hit it, and then the following year was... Bucks, Bucks over Chiefs. Yeah, so I think that was blue, and I hit blue. Because I remember I hit orange and blue were the two ones that I hit. And I think I went with, I forget, maybe I went with purple last year and it it didn't hit. Um, so I went with blue again this year. Um, I don't know, just a random, random thing. So typically when I look at it, I, I, I never bet the favorite, right? Whatever it is. So whatever has the shortest odds, I'm not betting it. I'm not betting whatever has the longest odds. So by you take out the take out the the favorite, you take out the biggest dog, you're only left with like three or four colors at that point. So realistically, you, you have like a probably a anywhere between a 25 and a 33% chance of hitting it. And I just got lucky that I hit it two years in a row and I missed it last year. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if blue hits. Um interestingly enough, I so I took this on my bookie. So on my bookie, blue was plus 300, and I checked it on the Barstool Sportsbook, and it was like plus 180. It was the favorite. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, But I don't know. That's one of those really subjective ones where the lines change depending on what the money comes in at. So, I mean, we'll see. You got got CLV on the Gatorade collar. Yeah. Um, And then my other ones that I have are... Kenneth Gainwell, anytime touchdown, uh, plus 275. And then Noah Gray, anytime touchdown, who's the backup tight end for Kansas City, uh, plus 750, uh, because Kansas City has no fucking wide receivers. Uh, and they, I think Noah Gray, I think he's got like four or five touchdowns on the year, something like that. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're going to target Kelsey. They're going to probably target... Uh, this is Philly. They're going to cover Kelsey. They're going to cover Marquez Valdez Scantling. Um, so why not Noah Gray? Who cares? Uh, it's an anytime touchdown plus 750. Um, and then my last one 
was Super Bowl MVP. I took Hassan Reddick, 320 to one. <laughs> 320 to one? Yeah. Not 32 to one? I'm looking at it at 32 with three zeros. So that's plus three, two, wait, wow. 320 to one. Yeah. 320 to one. Really? Yeah. I'm going to look at what that is now. No, nope. I don't. Sorry. That's I, that was a typo typo on my end. It is 32 to one. Okay. I need to fix that on my action network. So I was just, I, I cause I track them all in action network. I, that was a, that was a typo on my end. Um, yeah, so it was, was 30, say, 32 to one. I say 300 um, to one. Cause I saw someone, someone posted, it might've been Ian posted that the chief's right tackle was like graded as one of the worst right tackles in the league this season. And Hassan Reddick is going to be lined up over him. And Hassan Reddick has been an absolute fucking nightmare in the playoffs so far. Um, so I was like, yeah, sure. I'll throw five bucks on a 32 to one yeah. for, you know, whatever is that to win 160 bucks for bet five to win 160. Why not? So we're hoping for, you know, four sacks, uh, a fumble, and a fumble recovery, probably from Hassan Reddick. Maybe, maybe a pass defense too. Maybe he can he can bat one down at the line. So, it's we'll happened see. before. Yeah, yeah. Didn't Strahan do that in one of the Super Bowls? Didn't he absolutely fucking annihilate Brady? No, because Eli Manning won both MVPs. Oh, uh, some defensive players that come to mind: Dexter Jackson, two thousand two for Tampa. Um, and Malcolm Smith, Seattle. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So who, who do you think wins the game? Just flat out wins the game. Eagles. Yeah, I do too. I think the Eagles probably pull it off. I think they're the more complete team. So. It'll be fun. I think it goes over. Um, I think there'll be, I think it goes over like significantly, right? Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if both teams score in the thirties and maybe one of them pulls off a 40. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Part of me wants to take under 45 alternate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's the teaser line. Yeah. I might do it. Why not? Why not? If I do it, though, I got to get over to Plain Ridge. Yeah. I think I have time Thursday. Might pop in tomorrow. (laughs) Check it out. Well, originally I wasn't going to have time Thursday, but now I think I do. Yeah. I don't have time to get golf bets in, but that's okay. Still football season. Yeah, I might get some. Well, I do have some golf bets in this weekend. I have, I only, cause my bookie, you know, mybookie.com, uh, they're, they're friends of the show, but they're edging towards my shit list. When I found out from, uh, the drinking bros podcast who share them as sponsors, 
uh, said that they are no longer offering top five tens and twenties in golf because people were hitting them too often and they were losing money. So, um, I only have winners this week outrights, uh, but I took, uh, Morikawa, Scheffler, Finau and Homa as, uh, as winners for this week. I also don't know what to do with these elevated events. I only want to talk and talk about this for a second. I don't know what to do with these elevated events though, because you can't differentiate these guys anymore. Like they're right. all good. Right. And it's like, you can go to it and be like, Oh, well strokes gained approach and uh, driving accuracy, dude, like 18 of the top 20 in the world applying. They're all fucking good. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. This weekend next are going to be tough because next week's Riv and that's an elevated event too. So yeah, the Genesis, I don't know. Rumors that Tiger might play. I don't think he's going to, but there's. He fucking sucks there. Yeah. His own I don't event. know how much juice. I don't know how much juice I would have to lay on him missing the cut there. <laughs> but I yeah. think there'd be value. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, like, when they all play, how do you pick one? I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I know we do it for the U.S. Open, and we do it for um, some of those things, but usually those courses have, like, different characteristics about them. Right. I yeah, so I the only other thing I did take was I took John Rahm as the first-round leader um, at 17-1. to 1. So... I don't know, like Rom, dude. It could be fucking anybody. Like, yeah. that, well, that's 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 how the first round leaders work, right? Is it? it but the other thing, mm-hmm. I, the only thing I thought of is like it's it's Rom has played in Arizona for he's lived in Arizona for I think all eleven years he's been in the country. Um, he plays really well at that course, and he's hot as fuck right now. He might be the hottest golfer in the world. Surprisingly, him and Roars are like neck and neck. They both yeah. have like same performance, scoring average, wins, top tens. It's kind of fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I think it's gonna be it's fun. I I love I I love the waste management open. Um, it's one of my favorite events, and I, I see everyone talk about it, and I see it on Twitter all the time. People say like is this the best non-major event of the year? Um, and I would say probably. I mean, I don't know if the elevated status can stay, but I forget how that works, if the elevated status rotates or not. But if you can get the best players playing here, there might be something, because coming down 16, 17, 18, yeah. seeing what people can do, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll for sure see. Yeah. I'm excited. Like I said, it's, I, I, I know think it's gone. my, oh, really? Yeah. Fuck. Maybe we can pull it off next year. If we, if the Pat's fucking schedule sucks next year again, maybe we can pull off the waste management instead. I'll take a look at it. Yeah. I know we th- we had the conversation about this year and then quickly realized that it wasn't going to happen because it's Super Bowl weekend and that's right. just a fucking disaster. But you know, it's it's definitely something that I would I would enjoy going to at some point. 
You know what? You know what's funny? I actually think it's gonna be a lot. I think it's a lot shittier in person to go to. Well, first of all, I think you need to get two days worth of tickets. Yeah, because if you want to go to sixteen, you have to waste a day. Right. Um. I actually don't know how good it is. It, it's probably a do it once thing. Kentucky right. Derby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mardi Gras, like. All of those things where it's like it's cool once, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas like the Masters would be cool every year. Yeah, exactly. Um, because that's the thing is like you got to get over to sixteen if you want to be on sixteen for that. You got to get over to sixteen first thing in the morning. You and fucking thousands of other people. Yeah, and once you're there, you can't leave. Right. And no one's coming by for another two and a half, three hours. <laughs> so I don't know about that one. Uh, or I, I want to go. I will go at some point. But I think it's like I definitely need two days worth of tickets. Or I think I need two days worth of tickets. And then might be a one and done. Yeah. Because for us, for us to fly across the country, it's a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm we'll looking forward to that. It'll be a fun, it'll be a fun weekend, right? You get the waste management and then the Super Bowl. So yep. good times. Um, so on that note, uh, you want to wrap this up? Yes. Um, I have trust issues with garage doors. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so I don't, I didn't have a garage growing up. And a lot of them were more manual at the time. Yeah. So in our old building at work, we had a big garage door, like big door. I don't know how high it was, maybe 20 feet high. And it was fucking heavy. And there was no manual override for this thing. Like it either shut or it didn't. And if it didn't, there was almost nothing you could do about it. <laughs> so you know you close for the night and you don't know if the door is going to shut so it's like I'd be running over there like an hour and a half before we close for the night to make sure that the door actually closed right and like trying to line the sensors up whatever so I'm like a little little bit of uh, PTSD from that because there, there, were, there were times where the door did not shut and I was stuck there waiting for someone to either shut it or send send someone or I was able to get a sensor, or I was the only one there. So I was like, you know, hit the button, run over, hold the sensor, try to keep the beam in line, whatever, mess. Yeah. <laughs> so the garage door at our place has not worked at least since I've been here. So we have a garage bay and the garage door has not worked. It would open up a little bit and it would close immediately. So do you guys you have know, anything in the garage? Do you use a store? No, because the door didn't open. Yeah. <laughs> sick so you know kind of looked at it like i'm not putting anything out there because it there's no way in to that garage if the door doesn't open oh that's annoying there's no like back door nope that so seems no, like a safety issue it, it seems like a if at the very least a very very flawed yeah. design yeah so we're starting to accumulate a little bit more stuff and frankly, we're running out of room to put everything. So 
we get the door fixed on Friday. Friday. So the guy comes by. He goes, all right. So he goes, I think the door just needs to be repaired a little bit or maintenanced. He goes, the motor is old. It might go at some point, but like you'll know you have to replace the motor when it kind of like just stops working. I go, okay, good. That's, that's promising. <laughs> so he fixes the door, goes all good. And I'm like, well, I'll be the judge of that guy's yeah. on his way. He leaves, whatever. So I'm like, I'm like, well, let me, let me go see this door in action. Open it up. No problem. Close it. No problem. But I'm looking at it and I'm like, nope, something's not right. <laughs> Don't trust this door. Use the little like keypad thing. Open it up. Close it down. Still looking. I go, nope. Don't don't trust this thing. So now I have trust issues with a garage door for no fucking reason. <laughs> a little bit of PTSD and a little bit of feeling of helplessness. Yeah. Now, again, these are also two unique situations where if this, like at we're at the old building, if the door didn't shut, there's no way to shut it. Right. If this door doesn't open, there's no way to get in. Yeah. So it's just like my there's trust no issue. manual override with that. Oh, well, I don't know because I fucking pulled the cable thing and it doesn't pull it off the track. Like, I don't know if I'm fucking doing it right, wrong, nothing. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. Like I'm pulling this fucking thing and it didn't pull it off the track. I don't know. Like no clue. Yeah. So guy said it's fixed, but now every time I go out there, I have to be like, I don't think that's going to, I don't think it's going to show up. Or Just, I don't, uh, gonna... don't put anything important that you might need yeah. in there. <laughs> no. And actually, if it doesn't shut, that's fine. Cause I can go underneath and just pop it off the track. But if I go out there and it don't open, it's like fucking. Cunt. Yeah. Yeah. So garage doors and me, we're not quite seeing eye to eye. <laughs> garage doors, real fake doors. You should get a real fake door. Untrustworthy. <laughs> um, all right, so my final thought, I will jump to the Barstool Sportsbook, um, which is in, in uh, Plain Ridge Casino. Uh, so we've both been there. Uh, uh, actually, since we last talked, I've been there successfully because I was there unsuccessfully last time we talked to Ian. Correct, correct. Yeah, that's right. So I went in the next day also. I went in on Wednesday. Um I had never been in there before, ever. It was my first time in that casino, if you want to call it a casino. Um, this is really fucking small, like tiny. Like you can stand at the entrance and you can see the back wall. Like I, I, I was surprised at how tiny it was. Um, and I mean, the... The book itself, the current book is is a temporary thing. It's just kiosks along the wall. Um, and they do have a, a counter with like, what it probably like three, three uh, registers over there. But um, yeah, it looks, it's, it's fine, right? I'm, I'm interested to see how this works 
when they open up the actual sports book because there's a restaurant in there that's closed that they're doing construction on to turn it into the actual barstool sports book. And I just don't know how it's going to work because it is very fucking small and very tight in there. And the barstool brand is pretty fucking big. So I would imagine that most people probably under the age of 30 are going to want to go to the Barstool Sportsbook because it's Barstool. And there's going to be a lot of fucking people in there all the time, probably, once that thing is opened. I don't agree. I don't think that many people are going to be going to Plainville. I think it's only an issue until mobile launches, in which case it probably won't be a big deal anymore. Well, I mean, the actual book won't be open by the time mobile launches, I don't think. No, oh, yeah, no, you're right. It definitely won't be. Um, I don't know how many people are going to go there. I'm, I'm like barstool aside, I think Plainville is the problem. Yeah, it's, it's not the great, I mean, it's a great location for me, but it's not a great location for a lot of people. No, it's far away for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are, they're not going to care. So they'll just go mobile once it's, once mobile's around. Right. Um, people looking for like the viewing experience will probably just go to Encore. Because um, at the end of the day, it's not that far. Right. People would drive a long time to go to Foxwoods for many years. Um. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I actually am curious if there's ever going to be anybody fucking there. Whereas before, like take Twin River, close to Providence. Right. And the only show in town. for all, Also for Massachusetts. Yeah. Now it's not the only show in town. Well, and Plainville will not be the only show in town. We might be getting mobile. And it's not near a major city. Right. So I think it'll be okay. It actually could end up being one of those like sneaky good spots if it's not too busy all the time and they set it up the right way. And we won't have to worry about like limits or shit like that. But Right, right. Um, yeah, that's like an a- interesting way to look at it, I guess. I guess I had just assumed like, right, the barstool name was going to be a draw. But I think you are onto something there where – once mobile pops up because right. So like the people that are going to be drawn to barstool, like I said, are going to be the under, let's call it the under 35 crowd. Yeah. They're going to bet on their phones. 20, 21 to 35. They're not going to want to get in their car and fucking drive to a, a casino to place a bet when they can just do it on their phone. That 21 to 35 crowd is all about convenience. Um, So that's a really good point that they'll probably just bet bar like the barstool app on their phone versus um, going there. There's also not a lot of colleges around here. Like the closest one's probably Stonehill. Oh, really? Like there's what college is around Plainville? Like Dean College in Franklin? Like I don't, like there's no, there's no real, there's no colleges around here. 
know, Bridgewater is interesting because there's a lot of there's a lot of space, but no colleges around, huh? Yeah. Because Dartmouth isn't close. There's nothing in Walpole. There's no college in Walpole. I don't think there's anything down the Route 1 belt. No. That's what I mean. I think the closest colleges might be Dean and Stonehill. They ain't coming from Stonehill, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I mean, what else is around here? I can't think of anything that's south. There's nothing south. We have Seekonk and... Somerset, like you'd have to go all the way down to UMass Dartmouth. And even in Rhode Island, there's, I mean, there's colleges in Providence, but there's yeah, no college in, they're not Cum- coming up, in Cumberland, Rhode Island. They're not coming up to, um, they're not coming up to Plainville, Mass. No. So like the young kids, like, I don't know how many young kids are going to be there. Like I said, the, there's no colleges. Not many, there. dude. That's, it's a, yeah. it's a weird location. Yeah. No, it makes sense because there's lots of space, but. I'm interested to see over the years, too, if they decide to expand like how Twin River did and add tables and do things like that. I mean, they should. They should. They'll have to build a hotel, but. Right. I don't know, dude. If Twin River did it, like fucking Plainville could do it. Right. Plainville could easily be Twin River. Like, no problem. 100%. Yeah. So something to watch, something to follow. Um, it's a it's a cool little spot. Like I said, it's only 10 minutes from my house, so I can literally go there and be back in less than an hour, including, you know, the time to walk in, place the bets, walk back, drive back. Like I can do the entire I can do the entire shebang in less than an hour. So it's cool for me. So it's convenient for work for me. Yeah. Yeah. What's it, 20 minutes? Yeah. But even then, it's only a half hour from my house. Yeah. So. All right. Well, <clears throat> that's going to do it for us. Uh, so thanks for watching. Uh, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to click subscribe. Uh, like, rate, review, wherever you're listening. Uh, thank you to grillyourassoff.com. Uh, use the promo code SarcasmPod when you check out over there to get 15% off your entire order every single time you check out. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at SarcasmSpeaksPod. We're on Twitter at Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook is Sarcasm Speaks. Go to the website, SarcasmSpeaks.com. Uh, go to the merch store, buy some merch. Um, check us out. Tell everybody you know about the show. And until next time, good night, everybody.